Hey, Jake. I like video games. Hey, Tony. I like video games, too. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of... Hey, I like that game. Mm, Hey, I like that game. (laughs) Some robot stuff, huh? I I thought it was going to get... Uh, like turn into something resembling a song, um, but it never really did. It did not shape up quite. Right. It was almost like if a if a robot tried to write a song and it just didn't quite come together. Because it, like... it, it, it can't it can't feel music like humans can. The so... missing ingredient is love. Um, <laughs> um, how you doing, Jake? Speaking of love, how you doing, Jake? Oh, I am doing. Super great. I'm doing uh, really good. Um, Tony, listen, I'm not going to be able to talk too much about the games I've been playing right now because mostly what I've been playing is still Elden Ring. Elden Uh, Ring! (laughs) You are now an Elden Lord, though, right? I am an Elden Lord. I did an Elden Lord that's been checked off my my list of to-dos, and now the next thing is magic build, so I'm doing uh, uh, intelligence arcana build but anyway it's cool we're gonna do a full episode on it we'll have so much to say about it so i'm not gonna talk too much more about it another um robust kind of rpg that i've been dabbling around with a little bit uh we've talked about it before baldur's gate 3 so we dipped your toes back in huh i've dipped it back in we were uh I haven't checked for when the actual release date is supposed to be. I knew that uh, when we first picked up the beta way back when, it was slated for October of 2021. Uh, as as indicated, or as seen, it is not the case. Game has not fully launched, but uh, there's a lot more uh, content in there. Uh, I, while playing Elden Ring, saw the patch that the Barbarian uh, class had gone live, and that was a nice. class I definitely wanted to play, so I rolled up a Barbarian uh, and been doing a playthrough of that. Haven't hit too much of uh, the freshly patched in stuff. Um, I think I went to like the Owl Bear Cave and like saw a few few new NPCs that had been added. But you know, I'll explore around a little bit. I'm not gonna dive into every corner of this game, of course, until it fully launches, which I'm eagerly awaiting. I think that's gonna be a super fun game, yeah. uh, Tony. For you and I to try to do like a co-op co-op yes. gameplay of because like. Like you, me, uh, BK, we've done a lot of co-op in that game, and it's so it's Super so fun. fun. It's so fun to play that game co-op. I want it to be finished so we can like play that should, game co-op. We should do a full stack of four and like go all out, like mm-hmm. make a bu- like really think about our characters and uh, yeah. It should uh, we should? I'd be down. I'd be down to get into it. I'm so yeah, but it just needs to needs to be done. Barbarian's cool. Barbarian feels great. Um, they have sorcerer in that game now too, right? Sorcerer's in that game now too. I haven't. So my knowledge of like the actual D and D five e mechanics versus uh, Baldur's Gate three aren't like one to one. It's been a bit since I've played fifth edition. My current campaign is in Pathfinder right now, but it seems like they've added stuff to the 5th edition um, rulebook just to, like, kind of add that, like, different set of balance or, like, I don't know. Like, I know you've played a lot of tabletop games and it's, like, I think it's the difference between doing it in a computer game format where the game, the rules are programmed, hardwired, can't be, like, exploited. You can't, like, talk your way into, like, letting the DM 
like let you persuade a door open or anything like that. Like the rules of like actually playing a tabletop game are so much more like fluid and not defined. Like yeah. just thinking to myself, like I have I've cast the same spell multiple times as Tilmer, the gnome cleric in my Pathfinder uh campaign, but like I think I've like looked at different web pages, I get different effects for it. Like that doesn't occur in the computer game. So like I think it seems like Baldur's Gate three is has uh other stuff in there that's not outside, that's, that's outside the core rule book that's put in there for balance. They're doing like hot fixes and stuff like that. So it's cool. It's neat. I'm interested to see where it lands because it's going to be a familiar game mechanic with balance updates to it. And it's like it is. It's still super cool. It looks great. Like the graphics of it are definitely developing and coming together. There's still a lot of like weird visual glitches because it's an unfinished game, but they're far and fewer between. Uh, yeah, Baldur's Gate three. Shaping up to be neat, full review pending, uh, yeah. but still, still a good beta. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with that. I'm, I'm very curious to see what's in like the base game versus where they decide to go with like a potential DLC, or is it like, hey, we're gonna add free updates? It, like, right. Will they add more classes? Like, you know, I all my campaigns are in five E, and like, you know, there's. Was it Tasha's like sorcery book? Like, there's there's add-on books that add new you know, subclasses and full classes, like the Artificer. Um, you know, they add that stuff in. So I'm I'm curious if all that's going to be in there, or if they're going to have like DLC two is focused around this you know campaign uh, content, and it'll add these classes that are you know in D and D proper. I we'll see. It, yeah, whatever's in there is gonna be really cool. Like Boulder's Gate Three. I mean, what's in there right now is is cool. It it just feels more like a series of non connected like vignettes, more so. I mean, I guess like I don't know. That's what D and D is. It's got side quests and shit. Yeah, it's still curious. Anyway, that's the conclusion of the Baldur's Gate Three section. Barbarians are cool. I love I love getting me some rage. <laughs> there you go. It's gonna be fun. I'm a good. I'm a good. Turn your brain off and uh, hit things, player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, so anyway, we've. Uh, I'm playing Baldur's Gate three, and then um, I picked up to play with Drea the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. Interesting. So this okay. is uh, a friend of the show. BK suggested this. He's been playing it with his girlfriend right now, and they've been having a good time. Um, I had played the original Lego Star Wars. Uh, that was like a big, big nostalgia game for me, and really liked it. So um, you know, the recommendation from BK and having liked these games before, picked it up, and it's been, it's been very uneven. Uh, hmm. There are definitely times where you get lost in it. It's a fairly mechanically simple game uh, in that, like, you know, it's there's little repercussion to, to, to dying or, like, running out of health. Uh, it's mostly just about, like, exploration and getting to the end. There's secrets on the levels uh, to, for completionists and stuff like that, but nothing you really have to do if you're just trying to, like, go through the story of Star Wars. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, we are playing on the PlayStation 4, and there have been a couple of times where I'm not sure if I'm 
not playing correct or if I have hit a soft locking glitch. Uh, this occurred, so you, it has all nine of the movies in it, but you have to start on, like, the third. So, Phantom Menace, New Hope, or Force Awakens. Uh, Drea, uh, my wife is a big Raylo stan, so we started out with the uh, sequel trilogy. Ah, interesting. And, yeah. And uh, I think, like, there's definitely mechanics in the game that feel like they were supposed to be tutorialized in earlier trilogies, that we got to with the sequel trilogy. And, like, we hit a spot where, like, I don't know how to proceed. Like, it's an open area where you have to collect items. Like, I don't know how to proceed. I look it up. The character I'm controlling, Ray, is supposed to have, like, this climbing ability that just doesn't seem to be working. I don't know if it's something I have to unlock in an earlier uh, trilogy. I don't know if it's something that's, like, just straight-up glitched and not working. And I had a similar situation when we tried playing A New Hope. Um... And we got partway through it, and it's just like, I think we were in um, Tatooine, and I, Luke Skywalker, was trying to start to talk to R2-D2 to progress the story, and I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. Don't know what happened, don't know if it was oh. glitch, just stopped. Uh, and then we just finally, like, fuck it, third time's a charm, let's try episode one. And so far, nothing's broken. We're almost done with episode one, and, like, it's going well, and when we're able to, like, sit and play the game, it's fun. The missions, the levels are a good time. I definitely enjoy it. Uh, the thing that really just fucking annoys me is there's so many interludes and, like, loading screens, so we'll, you know, we're fighting through uh, Naboo, protecting Queen Amidala from droids, and doing all that cool stuff, and then, okay, cool, we get to the end of that level, we do a cutscene, and it's like, go through a loading screen, now we're Anakin, and we have to walk from the hangar door to the starfighter, and it's like, ten seconds, and then we hit another loading screen. Like, dumb, like, jittery stop-start stuff like that just keeps happening, and I don't know why they didn't just make it levels. Why are people afraid of just making levels now? Like, you can do that. And it's really, it's really annoying because it makes it so, so much less engaging and the events of it aren't contained anymore. The levels don't have like a understandable start and stop point to them. They kind of haphazardly and awkwardly flow into each other through unnecessary additional loading screens. So you know what? I, I, mm-hmm. I bet part part of your, that frustration though is you're playing on a PS4 now. right like, it, like I'm playing on the past gen like it's yep. we've been in the next generation for like two years now and like right. I I get that but like for it to be so clunky and even if we were on a, a solid state drive on like a PS5 and these load screens were two seconds instead of seven seconds mm-hmm. like what's that there for what's that bit in there for maybe there's uh, stuff to explore around in that area more for completionists and we're just not playing it in that way so that's what that stuff's there for but there's just so much in that game that just prevents me from being able to play it hmm that's too bad that's too bad I've uh I, I've heard like some good things about that game but kind of kind of like most of the Lego games like my perception of that series and, I, and I've never played one, so it's a very, this is a very uninformed opinion. But they've all seemed to be like, yeah, that's good. You know, like, 
right in the middle. Not mm-hmm. like they'll never be a game of the year, but it's never the worst game of the year either. It's like here is a middle of the road to in like very enjoyable experience that's fairly light, you know, which is totally fine. It, it stinks that you're running into um, some issues there. Like that, that kind of stinks. Mm-hmm. Like technical issues. Yeah, that's that's too bad. That's too bad. But yeah, it, the game. That's that's my review of it. Like when I get to play it, when I'm uninterrupted with it, yeah, it's 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 all right. It's pretty good. Yeah. I feel like you you know what you're getting into when you get a Lego game these days. You know, like mm-hmm. they they've kind of carved out their niche there, and it's a good one. I gotta say, I like the humor more when they didn't they didn't let them talk. I, I've also really, heard that. I've also heard that really too, ruined like, the humor. The silent, pro- the silent protagonists uh, really uh, allows for a lot of jokes and stuff to uh, to be more creative because you because you're locked behind that. Um, right, they're just like pantomiming the plot of Star Wars, but they're doing it like in the rated G uh, two yeah. network version it's of it. Cre- yeah, it's super creative. <laughs> Love it. It's, it's so much creativity that. Um, is on display, but also simultaneously not on display in Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Kind of like get it, get it on the next gen. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, anyway, Tony, that's uh, actually I had more to say on those than I thought I had to say on those. But uh, you tell me a little bit about what you're playing. I've been playing some stuff, so um, I kind of have three games I want to talk about here. Uh, the first is this game called Beast Breaker. Um, I'm playing it on the Switch, but it also looks like it's on the Epic Store right now. So it's it's basically RPG brick, brick Breaker um, from the creator of Threes, which is like one of my absolute favorite puzzle games on the phone. It's like I play it on the plane all the time. It's like my favorite plane game. Anyways, three. <laughs> uh, but this game, uh, Beast Breaker, is like I said, like like a brick breaker game, but there's like RPG elements to it. So like you shoot your hero in any direction with different amounts of force depending on the attack that you're choosing. You have certain attacks based on the weapon that you're choosing. Those attacks can vary wildly between these different weapons. But like at a core fundamental level, you are basically aiming your hero character in a certain direction to bounce off segments of a boss monster um, to try to, like, damage it. Um, these monsters are usually, like, really big screen-filling things, and you're this tiny little mouse. Uh, so it's, like, it, it plays with the scale really well. Um, the uh, So you're trying to attack certain points on these big enemies, which are cores, breaking a core, all the different parts that you can have numbers on it, but breaking a core, which is, like, clearly uh, displayed with a colorful... Um, colorful uh color to it i guess um anyways it uh <laughs> when you when you like deplete those sections down to zero it breaks and it's almost mm-hmm. like monster hunter where you can like cut pieces <laughs> off of a monster ahead of t- like as you're fighting it there's one piece that's like here's like the core core if you kill this the whole thing's dead but there's like arms and legs and different things that articulate uh that you can destroy to pick up resources to craft new items to improve your existing ones you know that kind of stuff so um that's like an interesting little battle mechanic and like i said 
four different weapons. They all behave differently. Some of them, you're trying to hit the monster directly. Some of them, you're trying to set up your hero at a specific distance so you can shoot a projectile from that hero effectively. There are some that are like uh, bounce off the enemy. Some of them will stop when you touch the enemy or like uh, will bounce like bounce into one wall and then it'll shoot off that and then stop after one bounce and do like a really powerful attack. So there's like a lot of interesting strategy that you have to like play against uh, as you kind of figure out how to defeat these bosses and move on. Um, there's like a planning phase where you're going through some like menus, really basic cute RPG stuff. There's like a, um, like almost like a board game phase before you fight the boss where you're kind of collecting resources to upgrade yourself before the boss, uh, comes to your village, which like you're trying to defend basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's very interesting. I, I'm curious, um, to see how it goes. I still have, a weapon to unlock and a couple of companions to unlock that give you different benefits. Um, but it's interesting. Uh, like it's, it's a, it's a type of game that I didn't know I wanted to try. And then like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, Oh yeah, that's going to be cool. You know? And I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, beast breaker is the name of that one. Um, the other one that I played that's somewhat similar to it, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is Okay, so there's it's this game called Peglin. Have you ever heard of the game Peggle? Oh, Jake? yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Everyone knows Peggle. It's basically like a pachinko machine but a video game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what if Peggle was a roguelike? Well... <laughs> <laughs> that's where Peglin comes in. Not a question I, I had asked before. <laughs> But uh, actually, it's more like a it's a rogue light, not a light. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. genre dicks. Um, but anyways, Peglin, it's it's in early access right now. It's only it's not that much money. I, I don't remember how much it is, but it's not like a it's less than twenty dollars. I'm pretty sure. Um, it's still pretty bare bones right now. But man, I it's it's great. It's a really fun little game. I'm very curious to see what the final product looks like and how much more is going to be in there. But at the amount that I paid for it at this point, I, I'm already satisfied. Like Peglin. So, like, what are the what are the like the Peggle upgrades you get? Like, how so do you, you get, how does what's you, the progression here? So you get um, additional balls, and those balls have nice. different like um, like abilities attached to them. Like some of them will. This one phases through pegs. Um, this one, when you hit it, it upgrades it. So the higher, the the more times you hit it, the stronger an individual peg is. Uh, some, there's like bombs on the play field too. So there are some um, balls that are, um, when it hits a bomb, it automatically triggers it instead of uh, having to hit it twice like you normally do. Um, so just like there's one that as soon as it hits uh, a peg, it splits into multiple balls that and then like there are those types of upgrades or like those are types of balls then you can upgrade them as well so like a level two multi-ball instead of splitting into three it splits into six or something like that you know like it it um it makes the ability even stronger um Mm -hmm. there 
like the setup, the run is just like a um, Slay the Spire, where it's branching pathways. Like we, we've seen this uh, a bunch of times before, branching pathways. Yeah, yeah, classic roguelite setup. Where you can see where what like your next level is going to be, your next several levels, so you can plan stuff out there. Um, it's cool, Peglin. Great name too, Peglin. Peglin. Peglin, like goblin, but Peglin. That's a good name. I do really like that name. It's interesting. I hadn't thought about Peggle in so long. That right? game. That game's pretty neat. Like, what a simple, simple, exactly. great game for a puzzle. Yep. There. Uh, some games are just like timeless fun, and I think Peggle is one of them. It's just like, Absolutely. It's like, it's like there is strategy there, but it, it doesn't ask a lot of you, and it's fun. You know, it's just fun. It's Pachinko machines have been around forever, right? And there's a reason. They're, it's just like fun to watch the balls bounce around. Just fun, yeah. Bop, bop, bop. It's great. Bop, it's great. Bop, bop. Anyways, I'll say, it one more t- <laughs> I'll say it one more time for the folks at home. Peglin. Peglin. Uh, uh, the last game I want to talk about is um, a game. I don't remember if you played the original one, but Rogue Legacy 2. Um, I did that- not, no. This one made its way onto my playlist, but never onto my playing list <laughs> gotcha gotcha yeah so rogue legacy was um an excellent excellent roguelite from you know, almost a decade ago now i looked this up uh, the other day when i was talking about it. it's been a long time since the original came out which kind of made me feel old but um <laughs> basically uh rogue legacy and rogue legacy 2 by extension the way that it works is uh you start a run you play as a uh, hero with a sword and you go into this castle, eventually you will die, and your next quote-unquote life is a ancestor of yours. So they will have different characteristics, sometimes different classes. You'll get three of them to choose from at the start of your run, and you know so you can be able to like kind of selectively pick uh, what you like there. It's like a side-scrolling Metroidvania like roguelite um where you're going through this you know big castle kind of like a castlevania you are unlocking new traversal powers that let you get access to different parts of this ever-changing castle there are um, fast travel points that you can uh, navigate with um there's a lot of really nice quality of life stuff um, to the base of what Rogue Legacy 1 was. Um, Rogue Legacy 2, though, brings a new art style that looks a lot cleaner and it has a lot more um, ability to have like different types of looks in there. It's a lot more like color dynamic. It, it just looks a lot smoother in general, but a lot of the enemies will look familiar if you play the first one. Um, the thing that I, I like the most about this game is kind of like I mentioned before the like the quality of life improvements, but it's it's really the way that they have balanced the first couple of hours of the game. Um, it feels like you are unlocking content at a really really healthy pace, even when you're failing early on in the game over and over and over again. So the way it works, or at least the way the progression works in the game, is you do a run, all the gold you collect on that run, you bring back that is inherited by your um, ancestor. They can spend that money on your castle to improve different things. So you can add 
you know, starting health goes up, starting attack goes up. But you can also unlock new classes, unlock new shopkeepers at um, at your castle, uh, give you access to new abilities, all sorts of stuff. Like probably like 60, 70 different nodes on this castle that you can sink money into. Um, and then, yeah, it becomes like a um, a thing where you're doing runs in the castle to try to build up a lot of gold to upgrade yourself so you can take on the bosses uh, throughout the, the game. I think there's six of them and then like a final area. Um, I'm, okay. through, I'm through, I think, four bosses at this point. And, you know, like I said, the initial couple of hours really lets you unlock a lot of stuff. Like I had like five or six classes unlocked by like three hours in. I had, you know, five or six additional classes to mess around with, which is like, that's a lot of variety early on. Um, I was able, I was able to feel like I was really making progress even before taking down my first boss, which I really enjoyed in the first game. Uh, it felt like if you weren't taking down bosses consistently, uh, and taking on some of like the, the harder challenges that are strewn throughout the levels, uh, it, it was harder to make, um, substantial gains. You're not, yeah. You're just, there's no forward motion there. You just kind of feel like you're, yeah. I felt like I your got head against the wall trying to get like a good build or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I felt like I was getting stuck. And in, in, in part of the way uh, the runs work is so you take all the gold with you at the end of your life, right? But you cannot take any gold into the castle. So whatever mm-hmm. money you have left over, you have to pay to. Um, to like death or whatever that takes you across to the castle. So sometimes you're hitting points where I need to have at least, let's say 1200 gold to invest anything on my skill tree here. If Mm -hmm. I get 1100 gold, sorry, you can't invest that money. There are things in like, um, the like the, the city, like outside of you, like at your keep, I guess, um, you can spend money on stuff there, but, there's still like paywalls there too. So like there could be situations where you're sitting on, you know, a thousand gold or more and you just have to give that money, you know, to the void. You can, you can upgrade your castle or your keep to have, um, like a vault where you take a percentage of that money back and then that builds Mm -hmm. up over time, uh, which is a nice feature, but like, but yeah, like part of the problem with that kind of a design, in my opinion, it is, it, it does not allow you to upgrade things fast enough unless you're doing it right, like Rogue Legacy do it, 2 is, um, because of those, like, thresholds, right? So, like, it seems like they added more nodes to that tree and spread out your money a little bit more so you can invest more uh, quickly. I think that's what they're doing, but I, I don't know for sure. Anyways, it's excellent. Um, there's a lot of, like, gold bonuses you can get, too, uh, at the start of a run to really uh, to make that gold income uh, skyrocket early on so you can get more things too. Um, it's Rogue Legacy is known for like really tight, awesome gameplay, and this game has that too. It's really challenging. I don't want to say it's hard. There are some bar- bosses that are fucking hard, but like it's a good, challenging game. You know, like it's not as hard as a Dark Souls, but it's a game that's going to test you. You know, yeah, it's 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 a roguelite. Like there's death, ex- and there's right, trying and like development there in those in those genres. But it sounds like it, a two takes the great things about one and just sort of smooths out those edges. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. 
And the first game, the first game was like a can't miss game either. You know, like that was an excellent game from when it came out. I, and, and maybe that game shows a little bit of age now, but probably not. It's probably still like a really solid uh, experience. But man, I've kind of bounced off Rogue Legacy 1, like I said, when I hit like a uh, this wall where I couldn't unlock more stuff and I was getting – I wasn't good enough at the game to, to like, beat bosses to progress there. Mm, I haven't yeah. I haven't hit I haven't really hit that in this game yet. I have hit walls where it's like, hey, this is a really tough boss, but it was never like I don't know how to proceed here. It was more I need to hunker down and just learn this pattern and beat this boss. You know? And if I wanted to, I could have not grinded like grind on that boss. I could have just gone somewhere else and improve my stats in different ways. You know, it, it does give you options where you don't just have to go face first into this boss over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, Till you like finally Yeah. They like, they just give... have the right build for it or like yeah, through sheer like... like no hit Dark Souls run strength right. of mind figure out how to do it. Kinda of like how um Elven Ring gives you the ability to just like walk away from a boss. Um yeah. this game does it, it's it's set up in a similar way. Obviously, it's not like an open world game, but it gives you um, a lot of pathways you can go once you reach a certain point. It kind of the game opens up a little bit more once you get past the first boss and like maybe past the second one a little bit more. Where like you, there's different ways in the castle you can go. Um, there's kind of a clear progression of the bosses that you need to do, but like in terms of exploration, you can kind of get into higher level areas early if you just want to explore or like try to get a lot more money because those higher danger areas they drop more money so it's a, it's fun it i'm blabbering i'm just i'm blabbing too much about this game you should just go play it folks rogue legacy 2 play it play it it's good uh, and i think that's gonna do it for top of the show uh when we come back we will talk about this uh episodes game cyborg Justice. Mm, Commencing break of episode now. Hey, I like that game. We're talking about Cyborg Justice today. Um, Jake, I picked this game. You did uh, pick this game. Uh, when did you uh, tell me? Tell me? Tell me about how this game entered your life, Tony? So I clearly remember the box art for Cyborg Justice. How could you not? Fucking man. metal, dude. I mean, obviously it's metal because they're robots or cyborgs. Sorry, sorry, cyborgs. They're cyborgs. So obviously they're metal. However, it's fucking metal. That, like the uh, the box art for this is great in uh, in that classic Sega fashion where it has like that you know um, graph paper grid like background and then like the image kind of uh, set at the top classic um, Genesis logos all mm-hmm. over in the Sega yeah it's great 
So that's what I remembered the most about this game. I had it for my Sega Genesis. Uh, I probably did get it right around release at 1990, in 1993. So I was a young one for sure. Um, the I had a ton of Genesis games that I just kind of randomly got. Like my dad, when he would go on like business trips, he would always come back with like a different game. And it was like, he would just like go to a store and be like, whatever. He would just like, whatever somebody <laughs> was willing to like give or sell him, he was just like, sure. So I had just a bunch of just random Sega games that I I was too young at the time to know any, like, to like know what I wanted. It was like either I'm circling something in a Toys R Us magazine or I'm getting something randomly. <laughs> like that's the right. how like I got my games at the time. Um, and that's and just kind of like how you bought games for a bit. Like you, there wasn't publications that were like easily available online yeah none, you just none of kinda, this like stuff. got a vibe from a game and you're like all right i guess this is it i hope this vibe's good <laughs> kind of like what drew me to um goman's great adventure it's like this is mm-hmm. cool box art and like you look at the other sides like i see these two screenshots and they look cool to me let's do it so this was like one of those type of games for me um and i remember i played this game the most at my uh my parents cabin in northern michigan like when when we weren't outside doing you know the up north northern michigan thing mm-hmm. like i had a sega there i had uh nes there so i would just play these random games you know put hours in into like stuff because i didn't have anything else you know like i wasn't at home with all my other games and stuff like that so it was always like you know i'm kind of stuck with these games so take what you can play, get but let's play them and have fun with it right mm-hmm. and i and I always remembered this game stuck out because one, the box art, like I already said, but two, it's um, it has some really interesting mechanics in here. Indeed, uh, it does. Yes. So Cyber, uh, Je- Cyber Justice is a side-scrolling beat-em-up game. Mm-hmm. So if that like helps frame it in people's minds, uh, yes, it's it's a beat-em-up. You know, dime a dozen in this generation oh, yeah. of of gaming for sure. Uh, the I guess the way this one differentiates itself is through its control scheme. Um, it's almost... I mean, Tony, you're, of course, the expert here. It's almost a little fighty gamey. Oh, yeah. I The D... Like, fighting games and beat-em-up games, they share the same DNA. They like, do. There, there's a lot of a cross between those. So I think you're spot on. But it's never... it's. It's usually, like, fairly incomplete just because, like, having a scrolling beat-em-up where there's, like, some three-dimensional movement in it and multiple enemies that you engage with at once, like, doesn't... You can't one-to-one import fighting game mechanics onto that. No, absolutely. And this game, I think, tries to put its own own spin on it or tries... <laughs> Uh, to kind of find the middle ground or the compromise between those two. Yep. Yep. It's, um, I, I think you're totally spot on there. I, the other thing that makes me like think fighting game when I see this game is like the animations on these characters are really good. I mean, mm-hmm. like we'll, we'll get into um, kind of how this game is set up in a second, but like for, for the, character that they have designed like it moves really well it looks good it like um 
that jump kick though holy shit it's so fantastic it's so good and like some of the mechanics of this game uh revolve around like different parts to your robot and they're like the animations of ripping an arm off another it's robot. So it's so cool. Yeah. Like ripping so, it off and slamming it onto you. Like what a fucking awesome like animation. Good feel. You know. So there's like five or six different arms, bodies, and legs. Uh, the arms basically give you different special attack. There's like a fist that lets you punch fast, laser, flamethrower, buzzsaw, you know, all the classic laser things. beam. Laser beam. Uh, the bodies, I think, really just, like, affect your, like your health. health, pretty much. And the legs, uh, how far you can you can jump, how fast you go, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and this cool, also, and then... You ahead. can also, like, the legs will also give you, like, a somersault, or you can, like, turn... It's like special attacks, like, extra special yeah. attacks there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, tank treads, you know, shit like that. Yeah, they, uh, that's where you can change your character, and then you have a grab attack where you will pull off the enemy's special weapon, and if you're like missing yours or you just want to replace it, you can jam it into your own arm, and then if you do that grab again, you literally like just rip their torso off. It's so great. <laughs> it's, dude, it's super cool. Like, I, the first time... One, the first time I got my own arm ripped off, like a like a um, computer player ripped my arm off, I was like, "What the fuck?" You're, like, <laughs> like I clearly, I can clearly remember that the first time that happened when I was a kid, and I was like, "What? I'm not safe." You know, like immediately, I was like, it, it was playing with my expectations of like at the time. Typically, your player character is like set. Right? Like, you can't rip off Sonic's legs, right? Like, Sonic is always, like, pretty fast, right? Mario, you know, has different power-ups and stuff like that. But, like, you can't just take away core functionality. From, you know, like, it was just such a... Um, it was like a scary premise as a kid. Like, I feel unsafe that you can just, like, rip my arms off, you know? You just like, took it, my special attack away. What the hell? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, it... Love that. Absolutely love that. It, the only thing I really will say that's shitty about that piece of the game is that like it's so it's very hidden because if you don't have your um, manual, if you don't read a manual with this game, I feel like it's really hard to figure yeah. out all the different things you can do. Um, and they're all worth seeing because like I, like we were saying, the animations are cool. You know, like the models are cool. Uh, but yeah, there's no teaching in the game whatsoever. Doesn't. But then there's the the inverse of this, which uh, if you do not choose the right legs, some levels have jumps you cannot make. Like yes. if you built your character wrong <laughs> in this right. in this beat 'em up, it's basically like if you were playing Turtles in Time, and it's like, oh, you can't progress because you're playing Michelangelo, and Michelangelo is a fucking dork. Play a good turtle, idiot. Yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> It's a little wonky there. Like I ran, like it, it's, um, the the thing you're talking about is like right at the beginning of the game. It starts yeah. off really rough. Like there's no explanation of the controls, and there's a giant pit of death after like four enemies. So like, kind of as soon as you're hitting your stride with the like fighting mechanics, it's like, oh shit, 
now there's just a pit of death and it's not like you lose health when you fall into it you just die you just die and, and yeah it's 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 not good i i think there's ways to get across that pit with any legs but like you have to like like run jump and then like jump kick which will like push you forward but like you you really should have i think it's like the um, pneumatic legs or something like that to mm-hmm. make the jump easy which they do give you a care like that the enemy you fight right before that pit has legs that you can you can't put onto, take them yeah you can take them and put them on your body however the game doesn't tell you how to do that it's a little weird because you basically when an enemy dies it falls into like a pile of parts and you have to like kick the pile and the legs will like stand themselves up and then you're able to make the switch like it's right it's very odd it's very odd how it works um so yeah it it makes for a really curious design decision there um and a frustrating one if you don't if you're not like getting it it's it's very frustrating yeah and it's like it's a genesis game unless you have the manual or unless you've just trialed and errored your way so hard into it there's mechanics of the game that just aren't explained that they're trying to explain it to you like in the gameplay itself but like yeah with the legs if you haven't discovered within four enemies that like a you can grab them b that you can remove their limbs from doing that c that you can attach their limbs to your body d that when you destroy them into a pile of legs you can like kick that up and then take them it's it, there's like there's a lot in there that it's not going to be able to tell you and i was just lucky cuz i picked the pneumatic legs cuz i think they look the coolest and then uh, later on, I was, like, trying for a second playthrough. I picked the tank legs, and I'm like, fuck, I can't make this drive. I don't – or jump. I don't think it's possible to make this jump with these legs. See, you made the correct decision off the rip. I always went tank legs uh, first because, hell yeah, man. Like, you, you get to, like, fold yourself down, and it's actually, like, an attack too. So if you line yourself up, you can kind of just, like, slam into, like, the next enemy. It's great. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, but – you're right. Like the the fact that there's stuff like that, and it the fact that it happens so early, it's one of those things that yeah. can really, really take the steam, take the steam right out of you. you know, take the wind right out of your sails. Yeah, and like even when I was playing with the the right legs, it you have to get right up to the edge to get that that full jump, and like it doesn't really clearly demonstrate. Where the edge is, so I lost lives just like accidentally walking off the, the ledge trying to get to the to the jump. It's anyway. This jump it's, obviously stuck in my mind. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like, like giant. As soon as I played that level, I remembered that pit of death, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's right." You know, like. It, like, flooded me with terrible memories. <laughs> terrible, terrible memories of dealing with that as a kid. Um, the other thing that I was rudely reminded of is the the constantly firing missiles when, when you're not, like, moving in the right direction. Like, if you're not, if you're not scrolling right, and even when you are sometimes, these missiles will spawn at the edge of your screen and shoot in on you. So you kind of have to be like zigzagging around to dodge these missiles. And mm-hmm. it like 
it was it's such an odd choice. Um, I don't understand what its point is outside of trying to frustrate you because um, it's not really adding challenge. It's no. just it's just frustrating the controls. I and guess if you time it right and the missile launches as you like start the next encounter, it's a one hit kill on an enemy. Yeah. I mean I, I was able to I was able to like accidentally pull that off a couple of times. Right, but that's like speedrun strats. That's not right. like that's not like uh core game mechanic, you know. Like, it's like it's in just... other brawlers where they'll have somebody get like come up with like a sign that says like go, go here. Like this yeah, is the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Progress this way. But like imagine that, but like if that character then like tried to kick your ass. Like that's yeah. pretty much what it is in this game. It's what, so weird. What a brutal way to try to teach your players. <laughs> yeah. My God. <laughs> My God. Um, and then like there isn't like we, I, we both agree that the robot customization is baller in this game, mm-hmm. right? Like Absolutely. coolest coolest thing in this game. The thing that sucks about that is that that became like the core one of the core things about this game core elements here that every character model then was here's a mismatch of these robot parts mm-hmm. so it's like it feels kind of cheap at times because like your player character doesn't look too different than any of the other robots you know like you can build your robot to look just like any of the other enemies which is like that feels a little cheap to me at times, you know, and it just makes for repetitive elements, right? Like there are a couple of like new robot arms that come from like bosses and stuff like that. Like there's, I know there's like a, like a crescent blade. Like the first boss has like a laser arm that shoots like a crescent blade and mm-hmm. like, Oh, that's something you can pick up and that's unique or whatever. But like those come so f- infrequently that it, it feels really repetitive. And speaking of repetitive, the, the this way game. That, the, well, yeah, like the game in general is very repetitive because you're just like walking from screen to screen, fighting one or two enemies. Tis, tis a beat 'em up, I guess. Right, but but at least in most beat 'em ups, they will put a lot of like different backgrounds. I think this game has like five or six different backgrounds. I was gonna say stages. I thought it was four. <laughs> yeah, like it's like I think there's like. Maybe it's five. I know there's like five stages because like if you play it on like the hardest difficulty, there's like an extra like final boss that I'm like including in that calculus of like you know, how many like scenes there are. But mm-hmm. when you're on stage one, like one one, the next like level within that stage or however you want to stage like, one two <laughs> one two is just a palette swap. Yep, that's all. And, and then one three recall. is another palette swap. Yep, and, and then two one. Is a new level two 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 three, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and then and the backgrounds are not good. <laughs> no, like they're they're pretty pretty bare bones. Same with the music. Like I, I, I like I vibe I like... with this music though. Okay. The, the music I... might be my favorite part because I vibe with it so hard. So the music, <laughs> the music is very good. The music is very is very good. But I don't know. Like, I, I tell you, the music is the music is very good. I shouldn't even bring it up when, it, when we're talking. About I don't know how to describe it. So it's like, all right, uh, you never watched SpongeBob, right? No. 
So there's this episode where SpongeBob thinks Mr. Krabs is a robot, and like part of the evidence is Mr. Krabs is like listening to like a techno station, and mm-hmm. they're like, next up on the radio is human music, and then it like plays this like really like bare bones techno song, and yeah. the music in this game very much reminded me of that. <laughs> it's it's like it, it is. It's like eerie soundscapes and like some funky stuff happening in there. It like it reminded me at one moment I was like, this sounds like early Radiohead stuff. Like that's what it, like <laughs> it felt like eerie like that, but the loops are really short. It's a short mm-hmm. fucking loop, and like there's not much music in this game, so no. it's like I lo- like just the overall like my overall thesis on this game is like, man, I love this core. They're like the core little ideas. If this game only lasted twenty minutes, holy hell, that's awesome. Right? Yeah. But it's it's the lack of variety. It's like the la- like yeah, you're cut. You've got customizations, but I need more. You know, it's it's that lack of content that really it's brutal for me because it just feels um, it feels like a grind, but in like the worst way. It's like I'm grinding through samey content, right? For the sake of doing it, like because it's not it's not like the story is propelling me through. It's like it's yeah. it's really it, tough. It's really classic tough. classic Genesis. The 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 story is told in the opening cinematic and the closing cinematic, where you like crash land on a robot planet and the evil overlord tries to put your brain in a cyborg, but you're like, nah, I'm not gonna do it. And then you rebel, you blow up Mother Brain, and you save all the other cyborgs. Yeah, it, yeah. That's and, the story. And, that's and, and it's literally, fine. And literally, the boss is it, it's a Mother Brain like lookalike. Like mm-hmm. it's it really is that. Um, but like and like, I'm not gonna like ding this game for like not having a story. We've played no, games. With, no. We've played games with less story for this podcast. <laughs> for sure. But it's like you know when all of your elements are like, you know what? I just, I just thought of like a very good um, metaphor for this game. Do you remember the gum, fruit stripe gum? That oh, like, yeah. So you chew it for 30 seconds, and it's like, this is amazing! And then Best goes, gum. And then, and, and then it's gone. And then it's gone. It's like, oh, I'm just like fucking chewing rubber. That's what this game feels like to me. It's like, man, it hits so many notes. Like, as soon as you put that cartridge in your system... Your hair gets blown back. And then it's like fizzles, you know? It's like, oh, I get to pick my my robot, like, composition right now. Oh, it's kind of like this weird, like, fighting game mechanics. And then I was like, I ripped oh. the guy's arm off! I ripped his arm off! Then I'm like, oh, the jump kick does half a health bar of damage. I'm never yes! going to do another attack. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty much I, it. I also, I don't want to skip over... How fucking great that character customization screen is mm-hmm. because they show you what all the arms do. Yes. Like they, they have like a here is our model doing the thing. So you can see clearly the buzzsaw is awesome. Uh, it's just such it's like such an easy the, choice. Get the buzzsaw. The buzzsaw is is super cool. And I always I love those demos they show because it's like laser beam flamethrower like this guy throws it like it shoots his arm off and then <laughs> and then like buzzsaw it's like 
a third the length of every other arm. So, like, when you're playing them in short succession and, like, seeing the animation over and over again and you get the little tiny, like, buzz, it's it made me laugh harder than I'm willing to admit. Just, like, one of these things is not like the other kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but it's, like, the coolest time. one. Yeah, it's and it makes a great sound effect. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I love... Customizing your robot is such a fun... It's a fun time. But then, like, you're never that same robot by the end of a game. Like, you're ripping another guy's arm off, or, like, you're you're doing other stuff. You know, like, you know, putting in that work up front is not... Like, that's just more fun to see what's in the game and not... Yeah. Matter. Yeah, it shows you what's going to be in the game, which is, the I think, the cooler cooler part of it. I always like that. Yeah, yeah. I... I Kudos to the game for like having like a good, um, a good system there. Jake, what do you think? Well, what, what do you what do you think about? Um... Oh, yeah, hey, hey, I don't like that game. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, beat 'em ups are a difficult genre. They are, I don't want to say by nature repetitive, but even the best of them are repetitive. And that's why I think beat-em-ups are exclusively an arcade genre. Unless it has, like, other mechanics in it, kind of like, um, like Castle Crashers has, like, an RP- RPG mechanic in development into it, or, like, something Full like Metal, that. Full Metal Fury? Full Metal Furious that? has that, too. Like, that was great. That had, like, a, like, abilities, in, in, uh, abil- uh, cooldowns in there as well. Like, there needs to be more to it than just, like, a base beat them up and this game tries to do that with like kind of vague fighting game mechanics but they just don't implement well i think probably the best um way of demonstrating how the controls feel in this so i recently got a new controller it's a uh, wireless xbox one controller and i connected it to my pc via bluetooth and i started playing this game like for the first time it was the first thing i played on this new controller and i was like really like felt kind of shitty like sluggish like i don't know what's going on like my inputs feel super delayed or like not like they're registering and then i experimented with it a little bit just like turns out bluetooth sucks for that controller uh so then i just plugged it in directly everything's running smooth now i'm like cool now i can like actually play this game and with a plugged in controller no input delay or anything like that it still felt like absolute shit wading through mud uh it doesn't feel great to play and that makes the combat like I just relied on the jump kick so it was easy it comes out strong and you can like put it put it at any point in your jump and you're gonna like go across the screen with a hurt box uh so like I found that and then yeah, I, I the the best thing I can give this game is like I really vibe to the music. I was listening to the soundtrack at work, just like oh, I should like remind myself of the music, and like without even thinking about it, like I listened through the entire <laughs> yeah. soundtrack, just kind of like vibing out to it. Like that's neat. It's cool. It's got very smooth animations. Um, you know, the respect the hell out of it. Like there's very few games in this series or in this podcast that I play that I don't respect. Obviously, like people work hard to make games, and people worked hard to make this game. Uh, but it, but it's just, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. I like, sucks to say, but I, I agree. Like, Hey, I don't like this game. Like it stinks too. Cause it's been like several in a row now that I've been like, hey, hey, I don't like that game, which 
which isn't the best feeling, but just like really flat, is. don't like the games. There's some games where it's like, yeah, I guess I don't like it. No, but like, I wouldn't. It's all I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't say I flat out like this is squarely in the don't like because with mm-hmm. all the for all the points that you had mentioned, but and it's not to grade it. It's not great to play by today's standards. Like at all, like, this isn't something you want to go back to, but. I feel a lot of the same way about this game as I did about Herc's Adventures, where it's like there's a lot of heart in this game, and there's something neat here. You know, like the neat things that we talked about with like the character customization, the an- the animations, the music, like all these things. Ah, you got something there, but there just isn't enough of it, or it's it's muddy in some way that just mm-hmm. makes it hard to be a solid recommendation, except for. The music, as you said, I think everybody who listens to the show should look up the soundtrack to this and give it a, give it a listen because it is, it's good, man. It's it's good. It's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's nice. It's like funky techno lo-fi. <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah, ahead of its time. Ahead of its time. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's uh, unfortunate. That's too. Hey, I don't like that games for Cyborg Justice, but check out the soundtrack, folks. And A plus box art. Yes, that box art, buzzsaw for life. Uh, oh, Jake, Jake, what do we, uh, what do we play next? Uh, Tony, so this is uh, we are going to get into a turn based RPG for our next game. Um, this one is a game I I've played and played when it came out, replayed a few times, like. I do enjoy it. I think I still do enjoy it. My last playthrough hasn't been for a while. Um, but, like, I specifically want you to play it because there's one one moment I remember, like, losing my mind about when I first played it that I wanted I want to share with you. Okay. Um, uh, what game is this? So the game we are going to be playing is Lord of the Rings The Third Age. Okay. <laughs> and... The moment I'm referring to is I, um, when you get to Helm's Deep, make sure you speak to all, like, the the main Fellowship characters, Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli, and just, like, don't skip through their dialogue. And I just, like, I want you to do that, and then, you know, we'll meet here, we'll do an episode about, I guess, like, the game itself. But, like, I want to make sure that we talk about that, too. And, like, I wonder if this is, like, as big of a deal in my brain as, like, I remember (laughs) it being. But, like, I hope you lose your shit as much as I did when it occurred, when, like, I got it (laughs) when I first played this game. I'm actually really excited. This game, I fancy myself as someone who's played damn near every RPG. Mm -hmm. Um turn-based or not i have never even looked at screenshots for this game i know wow i know nothing at all about it i've never been a lord of the rings fan in general like Mm -hmm. i don't i don't hate lord of the rings like i I don't need i don't need that fan base like hating me but like (laughs) i'm not like i'm i don't feel like i'm a star wars guy either it's the same thing with lord of the rings like i've seen all the movies they're all right you know like i I've read the I read the first book, and it's like we can get into my Lord of the Rings shit on the episode a little bit more. But like, I have missed a lot of Lord of the Rings stuff, so I'm, I am very much looking forward to trying this out because I love me an RPG. Oh shit! And this is like it has like a um, combat that like it shows you the the turn order. Fuck yeah! 
Oh yeah, yeah. This this is a true like old school turn based RPG. Uh, came out for the PS2, Xbox, and GameCube. Anyway, you'll get all the stats about that on the next episode of Hey, I Like That Game. Uh, that you'll have to listen to because we're done with this one. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, but hey, but like, if you're if you listener are not done with us, you can find us on a few places. You can email us your questions. That's uh, hey, like that game at gmail.com. Send us your tweets at like that game. Uh, we are on Facebook at the Hey I Like That Game podcast, and uh, we are Tony's doing his Trolley Lee Trolley Tuesdays. Uh, uh, he, th- those are occurring. Tony is sometimes <laughs> hosting them, and when he does host them, those will be taking place at twitch.tv slash Hey I Like That Game. Yeah, I haven't been uh, streaming the tournaments as much because I've had uh, conflicting stuff happening at that time, but the the event is still happening most Tuesdays. Uh, you know, join our uh, our Discord server, the Dojo, if uh, if you want to get involved there. But uh, but yeah, Twitch has been kind of on hiatus for a little bit. Yeah. We like it. It's tough to start streaming regularly again. It, it's really been tough. But we're still gonna do the charity stream every year. That's oh yeah, like, we're still here. Reg- that's that is going to happen regardless. And I will figure out something to do with this stream, whether it's like. We do like a once a month stream or we try to figure out something like bi-weekly or something. Something that's like a non-Smash Brothers thing. I think it, we should do something else. But we'll, Listen, we'll figure out. We're getting older. We're both married. We got like careers in junk now. But we're also never going away. Okay? That's <laughs> true. true. This, is, this feed will be refreshing at a rate of like once every three years. But like... 40 years from now. <laughs> yes, exactly. Be... Never run out of games. Hey, like that game forever. Oh my god. You can get tattooed across his chest. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of things that have gotten tattooed on people, Jake, live life passionately. Love each other unconditionally. And play video games. Thanks, everybody. Have, have just like the best time. It's you know? such a good time. Have like a very robot. Have a cyborg time. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you like the show, please give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. You know, every little bit helps. Hashtag propagate the pod.